Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we talk with sponsor Palo Alto Networks about SD-WAN in the healthcare market. Now, all networks use the same technology and components, but each market segment has its own demands in the healthcare sector that includes stringent requirements around the privacy and security of patient information. And that's a particular challenge for smaller clinics and remote locations offering healthcare services outside of a central hospital or medical campus. Our guest today is Rajesh Kari, Senior Product Marketing Manager at Palo Alto Networks. We're going to get into more detail about how SD-WAN applies specifically to healthcare networks. Uh, Rajesh, welcome back to the podcast. Podcast, you know, typically when we talk about SD-WAN, we'll use an enterprise branch office or maybe a retail location as a typical example. Uh, how are healthcare WANs different? What kind of specific business needs do they have, uh, you know, from a typical branch or remote office? Usually talk about SD-WAN, it's mostly retail and financial, as you mentioned, but healthcare definitely is becoming a priority and more and more in the SD-WAN uh, world of things. The way the healthcare has operated has completely changed during the pandemic and we have all experienced it, right? People consulting their doctors, having their appointments done remotely through these cloud and SaaS apps. What we are seeing is that trend is continuing, but not majorly from their homes, but people do want to go into clinics or some of the remote locations of healthcare and get access to their provider and still continue using some of these applications. So this is this idea that medical professionals are a limited resource, especially doctors and specialists. And a lot of treatment is not so much the time you need to spend seeing the doctor, but getting post-event treatment where you go into a clinic and a nurse takes a look or a, you know, an assistant nurse will change your dressing or, you know, or do some follow-up work. And, and to do that, you shouldn't have to travel hours to a hospital, which is a specialist resource. You really want to have lots of small clinics closer to the edge. Is that, is that the idea? That is correct. The resource limitations when it comes to healthcare definitely has a part to play. But then the preference of, you know, patients and end users, the way they access the healthcare has also transformed. The pop-up clinics, particularly, right, these remote locations, they are much more important now for the awareness. Um, it could be anything from, you know, a post-pandemic management of uh, how the vaccinations needs to be done or mm-hmm. awareness about a new medical conditions or whatever is happening in the healthcare industry, which could be of keen interest to the end users. So it could be a ton of um, both per- personal healthcare as well as the awareness that's driving these branches when it comes to healthcare. I'm thinking... Well, I mean, the, the probably the most useful use case is things like rural medicine, where you might only want to set up in a facility for a day. Maybe a particular medical field goes and sets up in a clinic for day on Monday and then only comes around once a month or twice a month in that particular town or that region. That's not something that was historically possible. Usually the patient had to come to the facility, but now we're seeing the reverse where it's much more cost-effective to be able to do this on a temporary. But you're also talking about I can imagine a vaccination facility, you still need to track the patient and, you know, the dose that's given and, you know, is the pay, all the bookings and everything, but there's medical data there, right? Absolutely. So remote locations is becoming much more important. At the same time, the need for that reliable connectivity, right? Just setting up a remote location is not enough. Now, as you mentioned, there needs to be the data that has to be uh, downloaded to these remote locations in terms of anything like brochures, patient data. Uh, but mm-hmm. at the same time, when they run some test, 
they have to upload something to their uh, data centers or to the cloud. Yeah. They need this connectivity, right? This reliable and secure connectivity. This patient blood taken, you know, yeah. sent to this place, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Yeah. So SD Wayne, how does this change that idea of a remote location? What's different to just, you know, putting in a router and buying an MPLS service from a from a telco like we used to? SD-WAN is coming up with much more comprehensive capabilities, right? In this case, Prisma SD-WAN, all our ION, the 1200 appliances and the 1200S appliances of the ION family has a built-in 5G. So think about the advantage if someone wants to set up a remote location, all they need to do is have access to this ION appliance and they can use any 5G carrier to directly connect, download data, upload information, and still do it securely. So that becomes an important use case for healthcare. But at the same time, Drew, I also want to bring the existing branch, right? As we know, the uh, the it could be an emergency location or it could be hospitals themselves. Their use of SaaS and cloud applications have also multiplied, right? So SD-WAN becomes much more critical in those distributed locations as well. Now they want the same kind of reliable connectivity, but they also want this switchover um, based on performance, uh, based on SLAs. This is this idea that you can use any bandwidth. So instead of getting a dedicated circuit from a telco and paying for it for 24 hours a day, seven days a week at a 99.9% uptime, you could now Mm -hmm. go and get a broadband and a 5G or three broadbands and a 5G as a backup or something like that, and just load balance across, you know, what I call public WAN or the internet. Yeah. So the SD-WAN use case for their distributed location, their hospitals becomes much more critical as well. Because as I said, doctors who are there in the hospital are still connecting to some of the end users in their remote locations or the pop-up clinics, or even in some cases, their houses, right? So mm-hmm. that bandwidth consumption has gone up and also the kind of applications used by healthcare has transformed. So now SD-WAN, as you said, the bandwidth availability, the performance, the SLA, the reliability, yeah. everything becomes crucial. And I think it's important to note about SD-WAN that when we talk about SLAs, we're not talking about the typical SLA monitoring where you sort of look and then go back pro, you know, uh, a month later and say, well, we were off the SLA for this amount, so we'll credit you. You can do monitoring essentially in near real time to say, this link is not meeting the standard we want for this application, so we will switch that traffic in real time to this better performing link. That is right, yes. Hmm. And even within the healthcare locations, remember there are different wings in a hospital or in an emergency center where there is um, life-threatening situations or you know something that needs to happen in real time right if it's an intensive care unit the actions needs to be taken immediately so the speed at which these data transfers has to happen is also very important. I think that's where SD-WAN can play a major role for healthcare. But at the same time, I also wanted to bring the IoT use case here. Right? Mm. As we know, healthcare has the maximum amount of IoT devices across every industry. So the reality is some of these IoT appliances are also legacy. They have been there in the healthcare for a while. Uh, so it becomes much more important to get a sense of what are the IoT devices 
what vulnerabilities they expose the healthcare community to and mm-hmm. also how to protect it right at all times now healthcare is uniquely vulnerable to this because they often have these unusual medical devices that are slow to update and slow to change because they're covered by their own medical certifications you can't just um, I, I, you can't just go and buy anything and put it into a medical environment it has to be approved and certified and getting patches updated for these things is hard it is unique to the medical environment that they are using more and more appliances like blood pressure cuffs and heart rate monitors are now connected to the network well they might not be updated in you know in months they don't get patched regularly so you need security approaches to be able to address that that's right yeah, so I'm curious how you tie this into SD-WAN because when you talk about IoT devices in this context, I'm thinking that's more of a, you know, wired network or more likely wireless network problem. What's SD-WAN's role here? So before we dive into what SD-WAN can do for healthcare IoT, it's very important to understand how things were managed in terms of IoT segments and devices. When there is a security gap, typically what this infrastructure team does is they will literally block that IoT segment or the entire IoT network within uh, a branch, right? Uh, That's not the way things operate in healthcare because you cannot take things offline and expect uh, real-time healthcare and then ensure that, you know, life-threatening conditions are handled properly. So the challenge is, as you said, you know, the devices are legacy. Some of them are running outdated operating system. They also have some unknown vulnerabilities within them. What is the best way to get visibility into the inventory and also secure them, regardless of who the vendor is, what operating system the devices are running on, or what unknown vulnerabilities they might be having within them, right? All done, making sure that it's it's not like a very usual way of just isolating and uh, removing IOTs from an active network. So that is where Prisma SD-WAN uh, is differentiating. Because what we have done is we have created the intelligence within the Ion appliance to look into application traffic. Just using your ARP and DHCP traffic, we can identify the devices from where the traffic is originating from as IoT, and we just don't share the visibility. What we do is, because we are Prisma SD-WAN, we are tightly integrated with Prisma Access to deliver SASE, we send this information to our Prisma Access. Now, Prisma Access, with the power of AIML, has a complete inventory of IoT devices. Now, it can clearly tell you what device it is, what kind of threat it's vulnerable to, and then how to protect it. So from an end user, this is a very, very strong use cases. So this is more into almost like a security operations function. You're not only network connecting them, you're also saying, I'm watching the traffic and keeping it safe and secure. So it's not just SD-WAN, it's beyond that. Yeah, it's much more than that, right? That's where our unified SASE comes from. Uh, and as you know, Gartner recently recognized us as a one-day leader for a single vendor SASE. So this is a powerful way that healthcare can really leverage that SASE strategy to protect all their IoT appliances as well. So with our SASE solution, you get that reliable connectivity, the high availability, 
at the same time that zero trust uh, security for everything, users, um, apps, as well as your IoT devices. Okay, so we've touched on some of the networking, some security. Um, you know, what about application performance? I know SD WAN has a story there. Is there information? Is there visibility metrics, statistics I can get on actual application performance when I'm using SD WAN and or SASE? Absolutely. Uh, SD WAN analytics by itself provide visibility into SLA, application and network performance. And the Prisma SD WAN, we provide much more than just the basic SLAs, right? We understand the application flows. We measure the SLAs based on these flows. So regardless of what application it is, whether it is an internet or SaaS or cloud or a data center, we will be able to provide you 100% visibility into how these applications are leveraging the WAN networks and also performing in real time. So now talking about SASE, now, with SASE, you have this autonomous digital experience management, or ADEM. We can provide that end-to-end visibility. When I say end-to-end visibility, it's not just the branch to the applications on the data center or the cloud. I'm talking from end user. It could be a patient or it could be a doctor accessing a resource in terms of healthcare. Um, all the way to their Wi-Fi network, to their branch edge, and to the applications, but also everything in between, right? So for an infrastructure team, when something doesn't work, where in healthcare, it's even more crucial. Mm. They now have a complete visibility of where the problem occurred. They can see which exact point within a van network or a van carrier the issue is. So if I'm a clinician with, you know, a tablet or something going bedside to bedside to collect patient data and I'm launching a ticket saying the network is slow, that doesn't help anyone with ADEM, you can find out, is it, you know, an issue with uh, the wireless network? Uh, is it an issue even with an individual AP or is it something somewhere further along the line up to the actual maybe SaaS application that I'm hitting? That is correct. Yes. And uh, what we also do in addition to this, um, end user all the way to app visibility, we also kind of do predictive analysis. When I say predictive, based on the usage of bandwidth or the consistent uh, ex the user experience degradation, we can tell you that there is a possibility that there might be outages within a branch or across the branch in a given enterprise. And in healthcare, it becomes even more important, right? You don't want certain application degrading in one of the branches because of a band carrier problem and then spread across all the different branch sites. Instead, when we detect an issue with a band carrier, with the help of AIML, we can predict and tell you like the outages can be multiplied. It can grow exponentially. So you need to act now in order to prevent so-and-so uh, impact. So that's very powerful because you are not only addressing the problem early on, you also know what to prioritize. Most of the time, the infrastructure team struggle with prioritizing these trouble, I mean, the issues, right? Sure. Yep. They are like, I have 10 issues. One is with performance. One is with end user connectivity. One is with the van carrier itself. Which do I prioritize? Now with this predictive analysis, 
they can clearly see which is going to cause the major impact. They can prioritize it, address it, and then go from that order. And there's a very important point here, and that's all visual. So part of the SD-WAN portfolio is this visibility and monitoring. You can see the traffic. It's all charted as part of the Prisma controller platform. So you might think to yourself, if you're somebody who's come from a different environment, that's all built in. You don't, the application erection, the inspection, knowing what the footprint is, you can say things on a, on a Prisma SD-WAN like access Microsoft Office 365. And that's one rule. You don't have to work it out, for example. That's right. We don't provide observability like any mix and match solutions offer, right? The infrastructure team doesn't have to look into five different consoles and understand the analytics and correlate it to root cause analyze one single problem. But instead, within the same centralized management that is offered without Prisma SASE, you can see this end-to-end visibility. It includes your security enforcement, your threat landscape, your networking policies, your application network performance, as well as the end-user experience that we just talked about. So everything under one single console makes a huge difference because exactly pinpointing that parent issue becomes very critical, particularly for an industry like healthcare. All right. Well, that does bring us to the end of the episode. Rajesh, if folks want to find out more about uh, SD-WAN or SASE from Palo Alto Networks, where should they go? They can get all this information and much more by accessing paloaltonetworks.com slash SASE. And if people want to really uh, experience SASE in real time, get their hands on on how the solution works, we also run an ultimate test drive that's called our UTD that can be again found under the same website. All right, that's paloaltonetworks.com slash sassy. That's S-A-S-E. Uh, thank you, Rajesh, for joining us. And thanks to Palo Alto Networks for being a sponsor. The Packet Pushers Network is home to a slate of technical podcasts on networking, on Wi-Fi, the cloud, IT strategy, and more. You can listen to every episode for free at packetpushers.net or via your favorite podcatcher. You can also hear us on Spotify. And if you would, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. Last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.